get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. something completely obvious that makes sense for both sides actually takes place. And I think that's what just happened for the St. Louis Blues. Sammy Blay, as you heard in that update, has agreed to a one-year contract extension with the Blues worth $1 million. Alex Sammy Blay is 26 years old. He has clearly fit in better here than he did in New York. I think this is a great signing by the Blues, and it makes all the sense in the world for both sides to get this done now. Don't worry about it in the offseason. Let's just go ahead and hammer out a contract extension right now. He allows the Blues the benefit of time, whether he's a third or a fourth line player for you next year. He brings some of that grit. He does bring size and he brings experience to your lineup. I like it. I think it makes a lot of sense. For Love them. it. I think this is the identity that Doug Armstrong said he fits into the age frame. And it's the identity that Craig Berube wants from his bottom six forwards. Sammy Blaze got offense. Sammy Blaze got physicality. And now he's a little bit of a veteran, which is good to have in a locker room where you could potentially have younger players. So one year, one mil. Perfect. It's a million bucks. Not a whole lot of risk here. And he's a really solid player to keep around and that is the backdrop to the conversation we're about to have with Joey Vitale blues analyst for 101 ESPN he joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line Joey we appreciate the time as always my friend how you doing today Joey 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 (sighs) what's up boys always always a a warm welcome from you guys I appreciate things are going great guys how are you today Uh, doing well let's uh, start out with the news that we just heard from the St. Louis Blues Sammy Blay going to be sticking around for at least another year what's your reaction joe yeah it's a great great call i think it's great for the price you got him for i mean clearly sammy blay fits the mold here in st louis you know he's only been on one other team the new york rangers um you know it's really unfortunate the way his career started in new york going down on that pk suban slight slew foot he obviously uh completely tears his acl on that play right there and and that first year uh, was tough and then he comes back and as we all see those ACLs, those Achilles, all those type of lower body injuries, it takes some time. And he never really got, got the ground underneath him there in New York. Of course, he was a part of the Tarasenko trade. Brings it back to St. Louis, and he had success instantaneously. I mean, his first game scores a goal. Uh, he had a great primary assist on the game-tying goal that sent that Pittsburgh game to overtime. Just being heavy, driving the net. I mean, plays like last night. Watch him last night and how he performed about driving that net on that power play, the way he dipped that right shoulder, hard power move to the net. Uh, the physicality, his willingness to throw his body around on some of the biggest players out there, Alexiak and that Seattle cracking game, another perfect example. So, again, under Craig Berube, you know he's going to bring the physicality. He's got an amount of grit to him. To me, a third, fourth-line guy next year, uh, a great contract here for the St. Louis Blues. Well, and what that also does – 
Joe, it seems it, it provides more opportunities, but also not the situation where you have to throw uh, Jake Neighbors next season into the fire or a Zach Dean if he makes this roster. Sammy Blake provides that ice time because he's got the experience at the NHL level. Well, he does, and you know, I, I really have enjoyed seeing Blay and Torpchenko on that third line. Yeah. Uh, is Logan Brown going to be that centerman for the future here over next year? Well, that's that's kind of up to Logan Brown. You know, I think that that line that has shown some really good spurts over the last few games. Again, I go back to that Pittsburgh game. They were a heavy line. They controlled the puck down low. Look at the size of those three guys. I mean, just monsters on that third line. I mean, Logan Brown, Torpchenko, Sammy Blade, not only big, but they throw their body around. They're heavy on pucks. They're good down low. If they can figure out a nice little rhythm where they can get to the offensive zone, hunt on the forecheck, and hold on to that puck, it is very difficult to take it away from those three guys. I think that's what Doug Armstrong has seen over the last few games in regards to Sammy Blay and the value there. You know you're going to get it from Torpchenko. His game has continued to uh, rise all year long coming off that shoulder injury. So for Doug Armstrong, it really becomes, you know, who can be a really solid centerman uh, to to support that big line? You know, this is one area of the Blues, if you look at their roster, they've kind of gotten away from over the last couple years. It's been their size. I mean, this has been a Doug Armstrong um, foundational thing since he's been a general manager. He likes big teams. He likes strong. He likes heavy teams. And after that 19 run, we lost a little bit of that, whether it be, you know, a Petrangelo on the back end or a Jay Bowmeister. You lose Pat Maroon. You lose Sunquish. You lose Steen. Uh, now you lose Barbashev. So we've gotten away from those big, heavy forwards, the David Backus types. And now it's almost like he's spinning it back to what he found that made this team so successful is fighting those big guys. So Sammy Blay, of course, with Torpchenko. And the big question mark for me is going to be for Doug Armstrong is can Logan Brown continue to rise his game up to the next level to become that sentiment and be that anchor on a very, very physical and big line in the future? We're talking to Joey Vitale, Blues analyst for 101 ESPN here on BK and Ferrario. Joey, so that's the move that the Blues decided to make today. They also did not make a move yesterday for Jacob Chikrin, a guy that we've been talking about, not just here in St. Louis, but around the NHL as a potential trade option for like 18 months at this point. The Coyotes did get a pretty solid return from Ottawa. Top five protected first round pick this year, 2024 second round pick. And all of these have some kind of conditions on them, but just the likelihood 2024 second and then a 2026 second as well. Those three picks. When you saw the return that Arizona was able to get, what was your reaction with the blues in the back of your mind and what they potentially could have offered Joe? You know, I think Chickren going to Ottawa, I think it's a good move for Ottawa. I know for a fact that when Brady Kachuk signed that eight-year extension and now is going to be the captain in the face of that franchise, they made a commitment to him. I personally know that. They made a commitment to him that this isn't going to be a long rebuild. This is going to be a pretty abrupt turnaround, and they are going to put players around Brady Kachuk to show that you know they are going to invest in him just as much as he's invested in them. I mean, you look at the, the move they have to bring in a player like Alex Dabrinkit. That Stutzel, that German forward, he, he's a fascinating player to watch. They have a lot of great pieces in that lineup. They have a lot of veterans. I think they were one one spot on the defensive end, week away from maybe making a wild card push. I mean, I think right now they're five points out of a playoff spot. And I think that this is an Ottawa team that you look at them and they just want to get in. If they, if they get in this year, it's going to be a cherry on top, ice on top of the cake. Get, get this young group some experience because this is a team on the up and up. It's amazing to see what this trade deadline has meant. I, I would say that obviously, clearly, the East has gotten so much stronger. And because the East has gotten stronger, some teams have gotten to get weaker. And to me, it's been the West. 
I think the West, for the most part, has gotten a little weaker, and the East has gotten stronger. That Ryan O'Reilly, Tarasenko move from Doug Armstrong, it was early. But the Rangers, the Toronto Maple Leafs, those type of teams established very early in the deadline, we are going to get better because this is a very, very tough conference. It is going to be very difficult to get to the final. Coming out of the East, Toronto set the tone. New York set the tone. And now look at here, Boston Bruins. Now they have to play and catch up right now. Silent, um, trading for Tyler Bortuzzi, of course, from the New York Rangers to kind of muscle up their offensive side of things. And I just saw the, a minute ago Taylor Hall, of course, going on long-term IR, which is, you know, we're seeing that more and more nowadays with players who are a little bit dinged up. So will he return to the playoffs? Possibly. But the reality is what Toronto – uh, has started with New York, what has started. Now every team in the East is just bulking up more and more because they know it is going to be very difficult to get through and into the final of the season. Joe, do you think that's going to benefit Doug Armstrong in the off season? Because all of these teams loading up for this run. And if, I mean, it, it obviously isn't going to work out for everybody because somebody's going to have to lose. Uh, only one team wins the Stanley cup. And, and at that point, teams are going to have to start offloading some of the salary cap where Doug Armstrong, who right now has a wealthy arsenal of weapons to use, uh, he could benefit from this. Well, I think the benefit comes, Alex, it's a really good point. I mean, let's, let's look at Toronto, for example. I think when you have a general manager in Kyle Dubas that is going to make a full commitment to, to, to absolutely buy and, and load up to win, at least get past the first round, I think it's sink or swim for a general manager this year in Kyle Dubas. I really do. I think if they don't get past the first round, I think, I think he's done. So what kind of trickle effect will that have? On, on the Toronto Maple Leafs while well, you have a new GM come in. Maybe he sees his team going in a different direction, and then you lose a couple players here and there. Maybe it's a Nylander on the move, for example, as one of their core pieces to, to free up some calorie space. So that that is where I see it really becoming um, a busted up. You can't have the Bruins, Tampa, Toronto. You can't have all those teams you know, going to the conference final, obviously. <laughs> Something's got to give, right? Someone, one of those big teams is going to lose in the first round, and when that happens, you're going to look at the work they put in during the trade deadline and, and the moves that were made. And I'm telling you, so, someone's going to lose their job. And that, that's just the reality. And that's just the business. And when that happens, I think you see a complete new restructure of a team. And with that, yes, absolutely. You're going to see pieces leave that group. Um, does that mean a, a Ryan O'Reilly, if the Toronto Maple Leafs don't make it past the first, is it, does he resign here in St. Louis? You know, what do they do with, with O'Reilly on the back end? What do they do with some of the pieces like a Giordano? Do you, do you move some of those guys around? Uh, because definitely it will, it will become a bit of a splash in a, a recycle when, I'm saying win, not if, when one of those big-time teams will make it to the second round. Final question that I've got for you, Joe, is on Kasperi Kapanen, who we saw in the Blues uniform for the first time the other night. I told Alex, my biggest takeaway is just that I noticed him. Like, at all times when he was on the ice, I felt like I could feel his presence, whether it was the block shots, the actual shot attempts on goal, uh, his ability to just have puck possession. What was your biggest takeaway from his first game, and what do you want to see from him down uh, as we go down the stretch here? Yeah, you know, Alex and I, BK, we talked about in the pregame, and, and I've gotten some really good intel from some former teammates. When Pittsburgh was in town a couple of games ago, uh, talked to Sid, talked to a couple of the guys, talked to some trainers. This was right when we picked uh, Kapanen off waiver. So the, the, the news was out. And everyone personally came up to me and said, hey, by the way, make sure you take care of Cappy. I swear, it was the weirdest thing. And then running another guy, hey, you guys got Cappy. Awesome, dude. Take care of him. It was like one after the other. It's like, holy smokes, this guy must be a legit dude. But he really is off the ice. He's very old school from what I understand. A great personality, a hard worker. I personally, from what it sounds like, 
I just think that he has just always been that guy in the shadows of other players. I think he's been the shadows of Austin Matthews, of course, Mitch Marner and uh, Tavares in Toronto. Then you go to Pittsburgh and you're around that trio of Malkin, Latang, and Sidney Crosby. And you know what? He's been around long enough and he's probably been in the shadow long enough. I bet he's just probably a little fed up with it. And he's now looking at this team in St. Louis as he could potentially be like the guy, like he's Robert Thomas, like, but with more experience. I mean, imagine that. I mean, his skill levels there, his speeds there. We saw some great flashes. Like you said, BK, you notice them, whether it be that spin around and move on Alexiak in that first period coming down the gauntlet. Hey, he almost tied the game up late at a four, three game on the power play. It just whizzed by that, that, that far side corner or else it's the tie game going in overtime. So moves like that plays like that. He's got the skill level. He's got the speed. He's, of course, been in the league a long time. So he's got the knowledge and wisdom there as well. I just look at the, him with St. Louis as St. Louis needing someone to be the guy and step up. And I think that he's come to a point in his career where he's tired of being in the shadows. And he wants to, in fact, be that guy. So the hunger, the desires there. And I think when you have those two things on a team that is in a rebuild mode like St. Louis, heck, man, the opportunity is going to be there. So go out and grab it. Joe, appreciate the time as always, man. Looking forward to hearing you on pregame coverage with Alex starting at 8.30 tonight. You and Curbs have the call for Blues versus Sharks starting at 9.30. We'll look forward to listening to you guys tonight on 101 ESPN. We'll talk with you again next week. That sounds good, boys. You guys have a great weekend now.